Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, what's up? I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, the host of The Bay. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts with an S. From KQED. Hey, it's Erica. Quick little note. The Bay is looking for an intern. This is a 16-hour-a-week paid opportunity to help us make this show. The internship runs from January through June of 2024. So if you've got love for local news, the Bay Area, and podcasting, let's chat. The deadline to apply is November 17th. We'll leave you a link to the application in our show notes. All right, here's the show. I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, and welcome to The Bay, local news to keep you rooted. San Francisco wants to send a message to drug dealers that if your drugs lead to an overdose death, then you can be charged with murder. Starting next year, San Francisco is going to start investigating drug overdose deaths as homicides. And Mayor London Breed hopes this will scare dealers out of town. We want to send a message loud and clear to those who come to San Francisco or who deal drugs in any capacity in San Francisco, especially a deadly substance like fentanyl, that you will be held accountable. Today, we talk with KQED's Sydney Johnson about this new policy change and whether it can help address the city's overdose crisis. Stay with us. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. How bad is San Francisco's overdose problem so far this year? San Francisco is currently on track to have more overdose deaths this year than it's ever experienced in the city's history. Sydney Johnson is a reporter for KQED. In 2020, there were 725 overdose deaths. 
And the city has had at least 625 as of September for this year alone. That's putting it on track to go past 2020's record. We know that the drug supply has become increasingly more dangerous. It's riskier because fentanyl is far more prevalent in the illicit drug supply than it was, say, you know, five years ago. Then you can look at the reasons why perhaps it's getting worse from, you know, what what the city is doing about it type of perspective. And, And that's kind of where we get into some of the politics that we're going to be discussing here, which is how the city is responding. Well, hi, everyone. I'm San Francisco Mayor London Breed. And today, uh, along with the governor... So last week, San Francisco Mayor London Breed said that San Francisco will begin charging some drug dealers with homicide if an overdose death can be clearly traced back to them. And this is an important step necessary to address public safety in San Francisco. And we are grateful to our public safety partners and especially to our governor. for. She announced this alongside uh, Governor Gavin Newsom, who is supporting this. District Attorney Brooke Jenkins has uh, mentioned wanting to take this step in the past. The city's police chief is behind it. There are also leaders from the California Highway Patrol and uh, from the National Guard that are supportive of this as well. So she did not necessarily make this decision without some pretty notable support. What does she say about the rationale behind this at the press conference? Essentially, Breed said that the idea is to deter drug dealing in San Francisco by sending a message to dealers that the city will not tolerate opioid dealing and will not tolerate overdose deaths. We've seen on average at least 500 people lose their lives to just fentanyl alone. Uh, And how deadly this drug is, is impacting the quality of life of San Francisco differently than almost any other drug we've encountered. And she also said it could potentially provide some sort of justice for families and friends of the deceased. Well, we hope that dealers will decide that San Francisco is not the place for them to be dealing, period. And these people who are dealing these drugs need to be held accountable uh, in a way that they haven't been before. And this will be a tool necessary to do so. How is this different from the way that overdoses are investigated now in San Francisco? So selling illicit substances is a crime and the city arrests and jails people who are caught for drug dealing sometimes. But overdose deaths are not typically investigated as a murder, you know, unless there's some sort of foul play suspected. Often cases are handled by the medical examiner who can determine what substances led to an accidental overdose death. And that's partly because it's difficult to assign blame sometimes for overdose deaths, even to a supplier. You know, people sometimes use drugs in their community with friends, a partner, you know, even family. In some cases, people won't want to press those kinds of charges. How will this actually work then? How will the police go about investigating these cases? So 
Breed announced that local and state agencies would be working together. This actually started in April when uh, Mayor Breed announced a new partnership with the Cal Guard and with the California Highway Patrol. And the plan then was to better coordinate these agencies so they can better tackle drug dealing and trafficking. And this announcement last week about charging some drug dealers with homicide charges takes that a step further. So there's still some lingering questions about what this will actually look like. And not every overdose death will be investigated as a homicide. Um, Certainly some will still be declared accidental. But Breed said that in cases where at the scene of an overdose death, there's ample evidence to trace an overdose death back to a specific person or supplier, that those cases could be investigated using the same process that law enforcement would use in the case of a homicide. So calling on witnesses, gathering evidence, and ultimately presenting murder charges that would go through the courts. I know that the mayor is really touting this as a way to really discourage drug crime and overdose deaths in San Francisco. Do we know if it would actually do that? What do experts say? We don't know what the actual outcome of this will look like, but there is certainly already some pushback and research that would suggest that it's possibly going to have some unintended outcomes. That's concerning people like Angela Chan, who's the assistant chief attorney at the San Francisco Public Defender's Office. This approach that the city right now is taking is really damaging and harmful. She said that this could cause some people to avoid calling 911 for help when overdoses do happen, and it could entrench people into even more shame and fear, making it less likely to seek treatment or call for help. What we know from 50 years of the war on drugs is the best way, the most effective way to address this is to treat this as what it really is, which is a public health crisis, and to offer people treatment, low barrier treatment. Um, also to offer harm reduction supplies such as Narcan, such as fentanyl testing strips. HealthRate360 is one of the city's largest drug treatment providers, and they came out very opposed to this, um, basically saying that this is a repeat of many failed war on drugs tactics and really had some similar concerns as the public defender's office saying that this would further increase shame and make it more difficult for people who don't want to get in trouble with the law to get help and um, really is uh, deterring, I think, some people from potentially, you know, entering treatment, but also just getting help for their friends in those emergency situations. I want to come back to these prosecutions, Sydney, because that's really what we're talking about here. Is San Francisco an outlier in doing this? San Francisco's not necessarily an outlier here. This is a strategy that other cities and, and even some states have been talking about for years. As fentanyl has caused more and more chaos in the drug supply, more leaders have touted this as an option to come out swinging tough on crime. But we don't necessarily have a great data set at this point for how often these uh, charges are leading to convictions or whether it's having a noticeable impact on the drug crisis in those communities. We can look at San Diego County as an example. And there, you know, the worst year on record for drug overdose deaths was in 2021. We saw then that there was 1,300 overdose deaths. 
And last year was almost exactly the same. There was just a handful fewer. And this year, the most recent data we have available for San Diego County is from August. And by then, for the year to date, there were 732 overdose deaths, with slightly less, but still on track to be pretty close to the year prior. So even though San Diego was being pointed to by Mayor London Breed as a place that is doing this and, and having some success with it, you know, in short, it's it's really difficult to know if that is even having the impact that they want it to have. I guess, Sydney, it seems like it remains to be seen if this will work the way London Breed wants it to work. But it seems like everyone is worried about the city's overdose crisis And this is one way that the city is trying to address this. Why do you think this is happening now, though? So if we zoom out, there's several different things at play here. Breed says that this new approach will start next year, which is an election year here in San Francisco. And drugs and homelessness are major platform issues for Breed and other candidates. So Breed is right now positioning herself as a tougher-on-crime mayor. Just two weeks ago, she announced there's going to be a ballot measure that will go before voters next year that would do a handful of different things to strengthen local police. That ballot measure would strengthen police by giving them more freedom to do things like car chases. It would reduce some of their reporting and documentation requirements which was a big um, product of some of the anti-bias push that we saw in 2020. And it would even weaken the Police Citizen Oversight Commission. So this more recent announcement seems to go hand in hand with some of those types of announcements she's been making. Well, what questions do you have moving forward, Sydney, about this policy and how it's going to work, I guess, moving forward? I'm really curious what cases the city does choose to make a model out of this. You know, if it really is something that they're going to lean into or something that they're kind of using as, you know, maybe more of a threat right now. And I'll certainly be following the overdose death numbers closely. I think for me, that should be the, the thing that we're paying attention to the most here. You know, fentanyl is an issue across the state and across the country. San Francisco is no different in its struggle to get a grip on this crisis. But locally, overdose deaths have only increased following some of the changes the city made this year to its approach. And even though it's hard to attribute that to any one thing, you know, it'll be really interesting to see if that trajectory does continue or change over time. And, you know, I certainly hope it doesn't. And I'm sure a lot of cities are going to be watching to see what happens in San Francisco. Thank you so much, Sydney, for sharing your reporting. I appreciate it. Thanks, Erica. That was Sydney Johnson, a reporter for KQED. This 28-minute conversation with Sydney was cut down and edited by producer Maria Esquinka. Alan Montesilio is our senior editor. He scored this episode and added all the tape. Music courtesy of the Audio Network. The Bay is a production of member-supported KQED in San Francisco. I'm Erica Cruz Guevara. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time.
Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. <laughs>